Hey, welcome everybody to another lunch with Jim and Aaron. Yeah, took try. last week off because we just couldn't fit it in the schedule and didn't have the equipment necessary to do a satisfactory one. No, you no, know what we else? Had, we had no video equipment. You know what no. else? What? No more Sky Mall. Couldn't even do the Sky Mall challenge we wanted to. What do you mean? That they they no longer have Sky Mall. They have a shitty eight page version embedded into the magazine of like United, but it's uh, not the Sky yeah, Mall of United. Old. Yeah, that, that's true. It Delta might, might still have the full blown. I, I, I saw some talk of Sky Mall no longer doing the full catalogs because that's got to be publishing's huh. expensive, man. Yeah, and it's pointless. And, and yeah, like I've actually ordered one thing out of Sky Mall. I never have because uh, I needed a gift on a short notice for someone is hard to shop for. So you get something ridiculous. You know they're not going to have whatever it is in the. The crazy sure. Sky Mall catalog. Yeah, an inflatable wine cooler. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was it was marginally useful and thoughtful, and then I, I got it. And it was like 20 30 bucks, and they got it two weeks later, and there you go. Uh, I will okay. say this. If you order anything from Sky Mall, you will get a lifetime subscription to a bunch of kooky fucking mail-order catalogs. Awesome. Called like Wayfarers and mm-hmm. Widgets and a bunch of other stuff that's... How does that stuff make money? Is it just old people? Is that what it is? I don't know. Old people like wanting to relive the old glory days of the catalog and buying stuff out of those. I if I you know if I was a richer man, I think I would have succumbed more often because at least once or twice in every Sky Mall catalog, I'm like, ooh, like maybe it's a yeah, it's a king size bed frame with integrated storage. Or maybe it's a globe wine or a globe uh, liquor there bar. There you go. Or maybe it's a wall-sized map of the world that you can like track your non-existent travels on. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of there is some interesting things like, and they also sell interesting sports memorabilia hmm. for fairly decent prices. Like you could buy a chair from the old Yankee Stadium for a long time and like bricks out of the Indianapolis 500 and what? a lot of things that I think would have sentimental value. Um, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Uh, we didn't have a lunch with Jim and A around last week because we were doing buy packs. Jim, yeah, we also have, we ha- we have the Q and A app turned on, uh, so you can uh, Q and A us. We're actually going to mm. do the Q&A we're going to A you guys. We're going to A you, you can only Q us. A, a you right in the Q. Uh, we're doing the Q and A podcast today too. We got a lot of great questions. That'll be fun. Yep. After we're done with this. Uh, let's talk about Bipax. What is Bipax, Jim? Uh, Bipax is the coming together of the West Coast and the Midwest Coast and uh, everything bald move. It's interesting because it was born at a PAX, which is the Penny Arcade Expo. And after one particular one, we realized that we spent like maybe four hours at PAX. <laughs> the rest of the time uh-huh. we just spent in our hotel room or in a hotel lobby or in one of our... Uh, private residences playing board games with these guys that we never get to see on the West Coast. And drinking. And drinking. A lot of drinking. And the hotels are kind of expensive. And mm-hmm. PAX is cheap for what it is, but still, yeah. it's, you know, what? Another... The hotels under- were the real thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and drinking out on the town and all that kind of stuff. So we had this idea of, like, why don't we just, instead of scheduling this around PAX, why don't we just have it any time when, like, you can control the fare rates and, and we can host it in different cities... And we'll bypass the packs 
And coincidentally, it's also the Blue Yonder Personal Arrogance Exposition. Yeah, which Blue Yonder is a podcast we did way back in the day, if you're not familiar with it. The very first Baldwin podcast. And Personal Arrogance is a podcast that used to be on our network, hosted by Eric and Jesse. And um, we said, okay, let's take the initials and, you know, have this double meaning sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, And it's been, we've done this for, is this the fourth year? I think it's maybe the third year was Colorado. Fourth year year was Seattle. Mm -hmm. Third year was uh, San Diego. Oh, that's right. And then I think this was. And supposedly next year is going to be Cincinnati. We shall see. We'll see. We shall. It's always supposed to be Cincinnati. (laughs) It's always been our turn until the. You see, and we're the things. Like we're just two guys. They have like like six guys over there. So anyway, we'll see. Levi's kind of stuck in the middle, but. Yeah, it's true. Next year, he'll probably be in Seattle. Seattle. So what we do at Bypacks is we drink beer, and we hang out with our buddies, and we play a lot of board games, because that's kind of the thing. The the personal arrogance guys kind of turned us on to the modern age of board gamers. We used to play board games. We played a lot of Risk, Castle Risk, Axis and Allies, Um, but we kind of petered out because those games don't have a lot of replay value. Well... They might, but once you play them all throughout your high school years, they don't have a yeah, lot of replay value. I can't value even left. tell you how many times I've played Risk. Oh, Jesus. I mean, between Risk, Castle Risk, and Risk 20, 22, whatever, 48, AD, yeah. whatever, yeah. Uh, I must have played 500 games of Risk. It's, yeah. It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So that's fun. Now, most, most, most times we play new board games, and there's always kind of like marquee ones like mm-hmm. um, Arkham Horror. This is massive board game takes forever to set up. It's it shines with the more players you have, so it's really fun to trot out when you got eight guys or six guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. That gets a lot of play. We always like playing like uh, Wing Commander. No, I'm sorry, not Wing Commander. Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, which yeah. is a classic buddy fucker game uh, where you've got like betrayals and all this other stuff. Uh, we played Game of Thrones last year, which was a big hit because it's another buddy fucker. Mm-hmm. This year we wanted to let me say to restart the PC later. I think that would really affect our lunch if it restarted in the middle of this. Probably <clears throat> this year we decided to do the great granddaddy of all buddy fuckers. This game is famous for ending friendships and straining relationships <laughs> and leading to divorce. It's called Diplomacy. Yeah, this is an old game. Real this is a very old, old game. game. Yeah, like Woodrow Wilson was really into this game or something like that. Been around for. Hundreds of years. Well, Maybe not, okay. because it's, I don't think, I don't know, not hundreds, because it's set of course. in, set in 19, it, Well, it's, it's been around for thousands of years, honestly. <laughs> it essentially simulates the conditions of World War I. Mm-hmm. So you have all of Europe and North Africa and the Middle East on a board, and you have the eight great powers of the day. Uh, I'll probably not be able to name all of them, but... Turkish Empire, um, Russia, Italy, France, Austria-Hungary, Germany, Great Britain, well... It's not Great Britain in that, is it? Yeah. UK, whatever. Is it Great Britain? It must be Great Britain. The United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think so. Is that all of them? There's eight. The Spanish aren't considered a great power. They're just a neutral country to be dominated. Yeah. There's a lot of neutral countries. <laughs> an, uh, an uncontrolled country. So yeah. Everything They're else is neutral. neutral. And you've got only two units. You've got a fleet unit, a naval unit, and it can um, occupy any coastal country or any sea zone and you have the army unit and the thing is that the way it's set up you have to get support to get anywhere like you can't there's no dice roll 
So if you have one one army go against one army, the result is nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a fleet to support that one army and another uh, a contiguous bordering army, then you've got a three to one, and then you can actually steamroll them. And that's where the really interesting mechanic is in between every round of play, there's a 15-minute diplomacy session. Yeah, where you mingle with the rest of the countries. And... In secret, in public, mm-hmm. wherever. It's 15 minutes. And you lie and deceive and tell the truth and form alliances and break alliances and everything you think you would do with some diplomacy So happens. now, I told my girlfriend how all this happened because there's an incident. <laughs> well, the first incident. Let's talk about the first incident, which well, was the very first. But the first, I wanted, I wanted to lay out because you might be asking yourself, how does the line mechanic really work? Because it seems like when three guys go off into the bedroom, <laughs> for, in the dark bedroom for ten minutes, <laughs> you know what's sh- happening. Shenanigans are happening, of course. And you're are. like, well, I'm not going to trust you, but that seems logical. But the beginning, no one knows what anyone's going to do, so you meet with everyone. Exactly. And you keep meeting with everyone, even when yeah. you decided to stab them in the back, because otherwise it would telegraph the fact. So you're all having, like, are and we you, still solid? You're still, it's like, still makes sense that we're going to, you know, butt fuck France, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, we're and everybody on, says, yeah, we're on the same We're running train totally. on France, no problem. Even if you're not. Even if you're not. So, so that's the thing. Like, Even if you, you've made a back deal, de- de- deal with France, and now you're going to be the one ran train on. Yeah, so I was meeting with you, and I was meeting with Levi and Eric at the same time. So let, 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 I want to... Half of those people I was working with, half of those people I was working against, we've right? not... This is the first conversation we've had after action, because it's the game... True, yeah exploded yeah it got and, and i was i was i was one of the main minor, major combatants of this war uh i was too yeah. so this is the first time that we've actually talked about this now i proposed because i knew there's a couple axes that i i thought i could count on that eric and jesse would get into it and they would get because that's like in their group they, they were the alpha players and they always you know single each other out for single combat i've never seen it not be true and we've exploited that because a lot of times the boys from Indiana win because the two heavyweights in Seattle slug it out and we pick over the bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assumed that was going to happen. We also had a new guy from Canada. Two new guys. Well, one from Canada, one from northern Wisconsin That's, or something. It's Canadian. Yeah. The two Canadians. <laughs> it's effectively Canada. We had two Canadians, and I got with them, and I'm like, look, here's the deal. We got these four guys from Seattle. We're four non-Seattleites. We should form a non-Washington alliance because mm-hmm. come what come what may, if we all stick together, then you know Eric and Jesse will divide each other like a pack of jackals. Levi and Jordy will get on one side or the other of that, and if we just kind of bide our time and make assurances, we can swoop in at the end. And I, for my part, I did never intended to betray that. But what caused the downfall was the Canadians went squishy on us. They stopped. They they started doing things that were not quite kosher right away. And then they, when I'd ask them about it, they would like, well, you know, you well, you're France, right? No, I was Italy. Italy, and, and you're the boot. I I made a crucial error, not understanding how the mechanics worked because this is the first time I played it. That's another big and problem. how impossible it is to take something back when someone has support. Yes. Uh, I made a crucial error of abandoning Venice right away, trying to move in yes. to kind of confuse the situation, and it ended up just costing me my entire game. Yeah. There, there was nothing I could do you to retake my country. You were playing a desperate defensive war that you really couldn't win. It was just a matter of time. Now, 
the only thing I had going for me was I had a gun to Eric's head saying, "We're gonna we're gonna destroy each other here yeah. if if we don't work it together." He's a the Austrian Hungarian. He's Empire. my next door neighbor. Yeah, yep, yep. And he was working with one of my other next door neighbors, friends, to those damn put French. the squeeze on me. Yeah. And the other cool thing about this is, so at the end of the diplomacy session, you write orders, and these are terse orders it's to your really troops cool. yeah. that you have to say, you have to say like. Uh, army in Hungary move to Syria or whatever, yeah. or fleet in the North Atlantic move to coastal Spain, or you can also support fleet in here, support this army from here to there or something. And or convoy. It's very easy to get the countries wrong, and we we had a very ruthless, you know, it's like if you wrote your orders wrong and they don't work, then too bad. Did that ever come into play? I don't think it ever did. I don't think so. But that was the idea from the start. Um, so, yeah. I like it. It really gives it a feel of war, right? Like, once you write those orders, you can't yeah. take them back. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've you've dispatched the messenger. Uh, you've, you've sent those communications, and there's nothing you can do at that point. Yeah. So, right around turn three, you're already embroiled in this thing that looked like it's kind of hopeless. But I was holding out hope that as Austria-Hungary, or as Turkey put pressure on Austria Hungary and I started because I was going to move into Eric as well. And uh that that would take the pressure off you and you would be able to exp- exp- expand into northern Africa. Yeah. But I started getting the sense that Turkey wasn't solid with us. Yeah, me too. And then by turn three, you were like down to two units and like on death's door. Yeah. Um so I started, you know, I had sealed I'd sealed off Austria Hungary and we'd both kind of left each other's borders unprotected. And so I went after France, and I also made an alliance, kind of a soft alliance with uh, England. And my rule was that I would, I would, tr- I would give someone an order to fulfill, but then I'd also plan for a way for that order to succeed with or without their support. And that's a good way to smoke out people who are trying to fuck you. And I did that, and I felt like England was was solid, so we started taking yeah. over Russia and France. And I don't hear so so Jesse somehow in this miracle diplomacy thing talked it Eric was, out of attacking you into attacking me, and yeah. also get and France the, rallied too. So now I had a, a, a sudden immediate war on three fronts. Yeah, so that move was was pretty brilliant um, for him. I, why did Eric well, go along with it? What was he? Because I wasn't was privy brilliant, to these. It meetings. was brilliant for the Turks, is what it was. Um, they ended up gaining the most from that because I, I feel like the Canadians would have won. They were quietly amassing. I, I think. I think so. Like they had never really gotten into it with anybody. But the they first kept, battle they had was on the last turn with me. But they kept getting stars, which are so you have to take over neutral territories to get stars to increase your production capacity. Yeah. stars are essentially capitals of yeah, of, they're they're and ports. You know, supply depots or, yeah. or places you can build on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Jesse, like me and Eric, were you know nose to nose here, just slugging each other uh-huh. and jesse comes in and says okay look so gina jim's not gonna stop until he gets venice back right eric doesn't want to commit the number of units he can't afford to commit the number of units to keeping venice that he has been mm-hmm. so let's let's both pull back G- give jim venice uh you pull back and we'll push into aaron's territory yeah and and at the same time that it was also with the turks um kind of holding them off one turn from coming toward me. Yeah. And and from coming toward Eric. So it stalled them a turn. But, like, everybody in that scenario had something to gain by continuing the fight except for me and Eric. 
and somehow Jesse arranged this brilliant truce at, but it at didn't the opportune seem to moment. serve Eric very well. Eric was didn't, being used. Yeah. But the alternative was for me and him to continue to butt heads and for both of us to lose. But so he had nothing to really gain I don't by know. continuing the fight there. I don't know. It's it felt like it was turning into king making. Well, it's fine because like I was my as Russia was because I was now I was Germany and I was being I was in a three way war between France and um Austria and Austria Hungary and, and Russia. And the other thing is these guys are incredibly suffer insufferable to play with. Like they're the worst sort of trash talking sons of bitches. Well, so are we. Like everybody kind of is like that. I don't know. Jordy's the only one who's not, and the Canadians. Obviously. We don't have nearly as many stories of people blowing out in games in our gaming circle as they do. I would think that's fair to say. I, I guess. I like. Guess I, I can think of like the stories. the infamous laugh man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you I, me you getting pissed at your dad? Telling my dad I'm never playing this game with him again. Right. Sure. Who is another infamous arch trash? He, he's the worst. Yeah. I mean. Jesse and Eric are nothing compared to my dad. <laughs> so, so, and the only one who really knew how to play this game is Jesse. So, yeah. I actually came up with, I thought, a pretty smart way for me in the UK to strike back at, at Russia the next turn. And because my thought is... It was to route around the top of If them, we right? can knock out Russia, then that's that's obviously who's instigating that. And yeah. then that's, if we can make that opposition go away, mm-hmm. then it's it doesn't matter if they take half of Germany. We own all of Russia. We can seal off our border and then just push everybody out. And Jordy made on that last turn. Jordy brilliant, made a brilliant play. move. I actually thought he fucked up, but he actually executed it at more because ele- we didn't have. We were doing diplomacy with other people. The last five minutes, we had a basic strategy, but we hadn't actually planned out the move. Ah, okay. Um, That's always scary. So he freelanced that and and did an in route around Scandinavia he, and, yeah. and into the heart of Russia. Yeah, and, forcing Jesse to pull back some of his troops toward his his inland stuff. And, yeah. Take some pressure off you and keeping all of his territories in the process, which was the most surprising thing. So there's two. So the next round, I'm, you know, it's like this is a big reversal, but whatever. But it hinged on an obscure, like all this combat takes place simultaneously. Okay, that's one of the principles you have to understand. But the way it affected this battle in Germany and Austria Hungary, I wasn't immediately obvious. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't trying to be obtuse. I just wanted to understand it because. You you got to make plans for these battles and these intricate support things. And if you don't understand it, then why am I even playing? Sure. So, um, and also I got fucked over by not interpreting how coasts work. Like, so, like, if you got Spain, oh, yeah. Spain borders three sea zones, but so I guess the coast is like a universal warp around. Like, you can just fucking go from the, unless it actually says north coast, south coast, you actually can just warp around the coast in a single turn. Because each turn is like six months long, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I got two kind of rule things that I got bent up on, and then I was kind of clarifying the position. And I was almost to the point where like, well, I don't understand this, but I'll research on the internet. And fucking Jesse would not let up. And no. he started getting personal with like insulting – like I'm stupid for yeah. not being able to understand what he's saying. Sure, something about your and I was brain. And I was drunk, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. If this yep. is the way this first time we fucking play this game is going to go, then fuck all you guys. I stormed from the table. Yep. And sat down yep. and started playing Destiny. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great. <laughs> so then it's like... Pretty epic. I was just sitting there drunk, like, watching this whole thing go down, but kind of not really paying attention, just like, mm, 
Okay. Yeah. The shit's shit's going off the rails here, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I got fucked say, from so the beginning. So who I was I the asshole in the situation? Because uh, the next morning I spent a lot of time. I was the first I, one up, and I'm thinking, was I the asshole? Or was Jesse the asshole? No. What really pushed over the top was the idiotic brain comment. That that was the thing. Well, like, it was like five minutes of con- and, and it was of, multiple. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Jesse instigated that. You reacted appropriately i think to being yeah. called an idiot yeah multiple times but there was a point like so afterwards we kind of settled down because i thought i actually didn't think you guys would stop playing i thought that how would we play though with jordy another... would just take over russia oh that gives him so much power or you'd have the two canadians split from turkey and give one of them russia there's a oh, ways Ger- to germany yeah yeah but then it's like so it's like i was like okay i i even said as angry as i was like look we're still friends but you're acting like an asshole, and there's I I can't take it, so I'm sure. I'm out of here. I tried to be concealed, even though I was fucking white hot angry. I was still trying to be like I'm pissed, but we're still buddies. Whatever. He wouldn't stop. Like the, he yeah. started like acting like I was a sensitive baby, and the rest of the evening he was piling this shit on with the Rocket League. So finally, I just looked at him and I was like, you know what, Jesse, fuck you. And I, in that moment, was ready to, like, that's it. I guess we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> I guess we're Diplomacy just Diplomacy lives up to its reputation. Diplomacy has destroyed the friendship. Now, uh, he, I didn't. think he yeah. got, I think he knew he pushed me just a little too far when I said, just, gen- like, fuck you, I think, Jesse. I think that's what they what they like to do. What, what you know, I've liked to do in my past occasionally, too. Uh-huh. Push a per- so they're about ready to fight you, like, physically. Yeah. Because that was the thing. It's like, I was either going to not be friends with him or fight him. <laughs> Those two things are going to happen. Both of those are bad outcomes. Yeah. So that was Bipax. That was that was pretty awesome. That was that was a day well spent. The rest playing of it, the I, first five years of 1900. I did my own share of assholery during the during Bipax. What did you do? Uh, well, I won the Rocket League tournament. Well, that's just because you're better than everyone. I've played like 200 hours yes. of this game, and yes. no one else has played more than probably 20. Uh, Except so of for course me, I was better, and I was the second. But you were still back. Yeah, and as you good came in second. It came down to me and you. Like you're twice as good as me. I'm twice as good as their best guys, and then yeah. they were twice as good as the guys. So it's a, and then Jesse hadn't played at all ever, ever. This is the first time he's ever played this game. It was a shit show of and a tournament. And somehow he got mashed up against me. I don't, I don't know how that works with brackets and stuff, yeah. but. I, I I wiped the floor with him, sure. and I didn't let up. I, I scored thirteen true, to nothing, and I just kept going. <laughs> my good guy gamer cooks it kicks in at like seven to zero, and so, I start just fucking around. But you, here's the problem: you just kept on. Like, it, did it get to fifteen to zero? Thirteen, thirteen, thirteen to zero. zero. Wow. Here's, here's the problem: so in a five minute Rocket League game, do five I, minute Rocket League game, <laughs> do I play patty cake with him for this match? Like. Am I going to let him feel like he's doing better than he's doing, or am I just going to well, here's play the, how I would here's, play anybody here's else? Here's the problem and why I think it started to get to him. Okay. Every time you score a goal, it stops the clock. So now you got uh, five. So, so it's you're like, extending the match. You're a game, the even though he's getting destroyed. It's one thing if it's going back and forth, but every time you score a goal, it stops yeah. the clock for like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So now instead of like being over in a minute, he's it, it, that last minute it's took like the like, two-minute warning takes 25 yes. minutes to play. Yes, and that's why I think everybody was kind of like, Jesus, man, just just play defense. What am I going to do? I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game. It's not my <laughs> fault. What am I to do? What, what am, am I, I to do, do, Walter? What am I to do, Walter? Sure. Right, sure. so Write I, I had a, a moment of assholery, too. but uh, I think everyone had one. I felt like... Because, you know, usually I've seen every bypass, someone has gotten really angry at somebody else. Like, one year it was Eric... 
over. I think Levi got pretty mad at me over one year Battlestar for calling him a Cylon the entire game, and nobody believed Levi him. Levi got real pissed one year. Mm-hmm. Ian got super mad at me at that one packs. Like <laughs> that almost like, ended a friendship too. <laughs> yeah, like we were staying in the same hotel room, and he was like in the dark across. Like, we're all trying to go to sleep across the bed. He was still trying to talk shit about him. My like, Ian, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm done talking with you about this goddamn game of Battlestar. Yep. <laughs> and he did. So, yeah. I guess we're all still friends, though. We are. And I think... I, I don't know. Friends always have moments like that, right? I think so. It's just how it goes. You get two personalities that I never, are I've strong never pushed enough a person in the same that, room. that hard over a game, though. That's yeah. one thing. Like I've definitely pushed people hard, but for things I genuinely believe in. But just to go at someone for sport, I don't... And I think that's why I, I, as I was trying, like for two turns, I was going up ever since he was on the warpath. He started, and that's, I was kind of like going along with it, but there's only so much I can take, mm-hmm. you know, being called a dumb, dumb. It's not one of those things. I can dumb, take. dumb. Uh, well, uh, we got a bunch of questions. Do we want to start? We? All yeah, right. Look at that. Look at that. It's piling up, man. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, did he not listen to our last uh, lunch with Jim and Aaron. So Travis says, "Have you the guys done one of those host or murder mystery oh, things? You mean who shit the sink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been thinking that. about doing one for a while, but I'm concerned that could end up being a train wreck. Sounds potentially really fun though. Uh, you need to play Cache. Uh, uh, what is it? Cache Lavier. <laughs> who shit the sink? You should listen to the last lunch with Jim and Aaron for the rules of that. Yes, um, that's but, outstanding. Uh, you could do so." I think a self-hosted murder mystery could end up with people feeling like they're getting picked on. Really? Why? I, well, because someone's the I thought villain. it was more cooperative. Yeah, well, but someone's the bad guy. But that bad guy has to be prepared for that, right? Like, But, but I don't think they are. That's like, the whole murder If you're a mystery. Cylon playing Battlestar Galactica, you've got to expect to get ganged up on. Yeah, and you also have to, also as a human, you have to expect this person to fuck you over and lie. Oh, like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I didn't get mad that I got betrayed diplomatically. I got mm-hmm. mad that I got exploited on my lack of knowledge of rules. And then my and it's and not like I, I like if I was doing this for a half hour, I could see them getting frustrated. But it was just essentially was like an a couple minutes of like, OK, explain to me again how this mechanic works. And I still think I actually have a little point to that, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't researched anything about diplomacy. Oh, boy. But no, no, you should check out last week's a lunch Jim and Aaron for a low budget murder mystery that will just blow the lid off your family honestly. more more fun i think more fun than a murder mystery uh let's see michael t says not a comment so much not a question so much as a comment aaron i'm fully expecting your beard game kind of like to short a beard on you mm-hmm. yeah i i'd never grown a, an old time grizzly adams beard like once it gets to about My this God. much longer it starts to fork and i'm like oh fuck that's out but i found that if i put enough product in it and train it and like, I, I was spending 30 minutes a day on that long beard. <laughs> yeah, I know. And right. I'm like, okay, right. fuck this. I'm out. So, and my girlfriend's kind of egging me on because she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just want to see, like, how long it'll get. And you, when we were going through the airport the other day, you pulled out your driver's license as yes. your ID. And I saw the picture and I was like, oh, your beard was that fucking big? I came up to that lady with no glasses. I mean, I came up uh, here. Do I have my. See, cover, make sure you cover your info, but. Oh yeah, but yeah, just try good. and show that picture because that's all right. We're 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 fucking astounding. Just throw it up. At... Oh, that's not gonna go. have anything on it. 
Well, it's got it's okay. It's got your weight on it. It's oh, got no. my. It's got so many fucking numbers on it, man. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. This is what I look like in my driver's license, okay? That's Unabomber levels of beard, man. And this is what I look like. I came out without my wearing my glasses to the lady and just kind of deadpanned her. Didn't bat an eye. Nice. <sighs> they need to recruit, recruit more white terrorists is what they need to do. What were we with, talking with about? With giant beards. With giant beards. No, the beard game. Um, thank yeah. you. I So at all stages of beard growth... I've had men come up and compliment me. Uh, All stages, huh? Yeah. And and say like you know different things about it. And I'm like, well, I hey, what do you say? And I've also had like Thanks. Women come up, like especially when it got as longer, like come up and like stroke it without like any permission or asking. That seems like One sexual assault. One came up to me like frankly. in front of my son and said, Your beard is sexy as hell, and then like kind of Got up against me sexually, and I'm like, my seven year old standing right here, lady. What are you doing here? Yeah, you were assaulted. I was sexually, uh, yeah. I mean, there's no other word for it. it I mean, I the, the thing it I, was I, an unwelcome sexual advance. So, the difference, Sorry, I guess, lady. between men and women is that I didn't feel at any time physically threatened because if she started humping me, I could have just grabbed her face and shoved her to the ground and that <laughs> in it. front of your child, yeah, in front of my child, too. <laughs> if a woman tries to rape you, son, you can grab her face and throw you down. <laughs> I do feel firmly about that, sure. Uh, but no, sure. thank thank you for for respecting the beard game. Uh, everybody in Seattle's growing beards now. Yeah, every single person. I'm I'm growing my stubble out. Yeah, in an effort to shave it down to that five o'clock shadow look. Yeah, because I get like very irritated in my cheeks, neck uh-huh. area when I'm growing it out for a while. Really? So I have to uh, grow it out for a while longer, hmm. and then hopefully I can shave it down without too much irritation. What are you going to shave it down to? Uh, just like the five o'clock shadow sort of look, just like really short stubble. Oh, but you're going to let it fill out so it gets to that point. Exactly. Okay. Because that's the thing, like, your hair is only itchy as it grows out. Once it gets to a half inch, then you're fine. But stubble, like, you're going to be perpetually miserable, it seems like. I think so. I I just want to see how it looks. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because apparently it takes like two weeks to get that look. Like, you have to grow out your beard and then Uh shave it down. You can't just like... Let your beard grow for two days because uh-huh. it doesn't fill in as full. I don't know. Uh, Freddie C said, "Oh God, I wish you guys Fuck had fashion. filmed this." I guess you're talking about the war. So, oh, fun fact: yeah. we all took pictures of the board. We could recreate it. We yeah. could recreate it, and we also kept an order. We kept the log of our orders. So, and because we thought like this will be fun to actually do a YouTube, like a, an actual alternate world history. Yeah. Of like, what if Germany had banded up with Great Britain because? Turkey screwed Germany over. Sure. Like, you know, some kind of crazy thing. And, like, uh, I will say that one thing that I we did that was very funny is during our Rocket League play, we took turns being the commentators. And that would be just, a great just series the of most inane, insulting, insulting yeah. color commentary you've ever seen with, like, all the tropes you've, you've heard on football games. And it was pretty funny. Sure. Uh, but I... Now that it ended in, like, 1905, we weren't that... I mean, that was only, what, 10 turns into it? Yeah, it was pretty short. Uh, yeah. But it took a long time to play. No, no, it's... It took, like, half the day. I mean, each turn takes essentially a half hour to resolve. Mm-hmm. So that was a good six hours anyway. Yeah. But we probably had another six hours before you would have uh, any kind of achievable victory. But I do think there's so another thing is I want to play. I do still want to play 
diplomacy play by email style i think that'd be like cool. a turn a week uh, we were talking about doing a, a real-time diplomacy game like it's six months between orders six months so you have six months to collaborate well, then i suggested that if you want to build a fleet you actually have to buy a model ship <laughs> and assemble it and have photographic evidence before we'll allow you to build it and you got six months to do it yeah yeah but if you you got a six month, you want to build two fleets and three armies. Well, then you're going to get a lot of tank kits from Rydell, and you're going to get a lot of battleship kits and put them all together. Yeah, and also that would like because you can also disband. But take that if you have to smash a model and then rebuild it, that that really puts a sting. <laughs> Especially if you've got like twelve, twelve supply points or whatever. Because that's you got to build like six different win, models, right? So it's eighteen, I think. Oh, was it eighteen? So you could have so. fifteen, sixteen, and think how long it's going to take you to write the fucking orders. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the thing. Jeez. Like, yeah, we need to play more play by email games. Yeah, and I think that'd be a good those guys one. because the board so. is static state. There's no rolling. You don't have to trust anybody. It's it's all, and then you you submit the orders through email, and once they're submitted, that's it. You can't yep. change them. It's like VGA planets. Can yeah. you resubmit orders? Can you say no. here's my modified no. orders? Once once you get in order, it's done. Do that. It's done. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. All right, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, we need to get that together. Uh. But yeah, I don't know. I think it would be uncomfortable for people to watch uh, people have fights. Uh, maybe not. I, I liked American Chopper back in the day, and that was just nothing but a family fighting all the, and making motorcycles by accident. Making uh, motorcycles by accident? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, we got into fight in this motorcycle. Holy shit. Yeah, well, they're stacking up, man. Like this I said. is okay. I don't know what this is referring to. At Anthony, when you pass go, you collect five squirrels. Uh, nope. No. Oh, okay. So this was in response. Okay, so let's dismiss that because this is a joke in response to Anthony B's. You said before on Fear the Walking Dead podcast how much you hate Monopoly. Would a Walking Dead themed Monopoly game ever interest you? Pasco uh, collects girl. Okay, gotcha. Nah, uh, I mean no. It's the same game. the The core game of Monopoly suffers from a lot of American style games, which is. They eliminate players and there's nothing left for them to do. I've dis- I've yeah. fallen in love with Euro style games where everyone has a useful role to play until the game is in, and then you're scored in some kind of secret win condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that keeps it's like because even if you're out of the game, you don't necessarily know you're out of the game, and you can swing some stuff at the end, and also you're still at least playing and part of part of the sh- you can you know still screw people over or play your part. I don't know. That's my thing. But no, I don't like Monopoly. Yeah, it's not a great game. Uh. So there's also a lot of opinions on my beard. Uh, Michael T said the old beard is epic, but badass. I I liked it. The reason I cut it is because I eat, like, especially when I'm eating on the couch, I kind of eat like this because I don't want to get shit on me. And this is right at the length where it started hanging in my plate. That's when I'm like, fuck, no, no, no. I'm I'm painting I'm painting uh, uh, the world with a brush that's made out of my beard and sauce. Painting your shirt with it. Painting my shirt with it. Uh, okay, Michael T continues. Aaron, you really need to convince Jim to grow a beard. Maybe a double dog dare, then he can't back out. Maybe a bet on something. If he what loses, do you call this? <laughs> if you lose, shave it. Well, first of all, <laughs> I can't. So grow that's a beard. about a week of growth. Yeah, yeah. I can't grow a beard. It's terrible. It's it's a folly to even try. Like this just comes in too thin. 
I think if you let it, you'd have to go through a month or two of looking really shabby. Uh, I mean, I my so. I've my, done a goatee and that works, but the beard. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm I can beard in like a I can go from zero to beard in like a week. Yeah, like recognizable dark you know more than just like a guy been on vacation kind of thing so it's like if you don't if you don't have the but levi can't really beard he had a pretty good beard but that's because he's just let it go man like i think he's gone he 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 went full frozen on his beard yeah he just <laughs> he just stopped shaving for all summer and now he's got something he can like shape and and eric's the same way eric's yeah uh, jesse's got a respectable beard yeah, he's, poor gr- Jordy. he's grown beard Jordy's many hopeless. times. Yeah, Jordy's not going to grow. Beard. I don't think he has facial hair. No, I'm the Jordy of the Midwest coast. Except for like, like I said, you've got a decent, you got a respectable growth right now. I feel like that's something. I do. Yeah, no, it just looks like something. my face is dirty on camera. But <laughs> you got the hobo beard. <laughs> All right. Oh, speaking of hobo beards, when we were in Bypacks, man, fucking hobos pissing on everything. Huh, what's this? Fernando, it sounds interesting. Guys, one of the things I love about your podcast is when a topic makes you go into your religious, political, and social views. That being said, hmm. what are your thoughts on 2007 Zeitgeist? Ha! It's free on YouTube, and it blew me away. How long is it? Okay, so... Zeitgeist, it's... I don't oh, you've know. seen they've, it? Yeah, yeah. They've done so many Zeitgeist films now. What is that? It's the 9... Well, okay, so it's... It's Illuminati, 9-11, and something else that they go off on the conspiracy stuff there. I would probably think it's a bunch of shit. It, it's like that, you know, the income tax isn't legal sort of thing. Oh. Or whatever it is. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you would think it's horse shit. I thought it was mostly horse shit. Sorry, uh, Fernando. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, so like I got in high school, one of my buddies whose dad happened to be part of the militia movement before Timothy McVeigh kind of screwed that up for all of them <laughs> by bombing mm-hmm. by bombing a federal building. Uh-huh. Uh no, but my my buddy my buddy's dad uh had this big billboard in his front yard that said like commander of the 51st battalion of Indiana militiamen and he sure. s- slept with gas masks by the side of his bed because he he wanted the 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 ATF guys to know which house to hit. Like he's hiding in plain sight and he had guns everywhere. And, uh, my buddy, uh, was, was, was putting forth a lot of these ideas like income tax is unconstitutional and we're not actually United States citizens. We're actually federal citizens of Mm -hmm. the Republic of the United States and like all these loopholes. I'm not saying there's nothing to some of these arguments, but these arguments have been advanced for at least a hundred years and that's settled law now. So, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but the actual law is not this crazy you loophole will, that you have. You will go to jail if you don't pay your taxes. That, that, yeah, like you, just because you <laughs> managed to not get a Social Security card and you check this box in your driver's license and mm-hmm. you're following the maritime law in the United States does not mean they will not throw you in prison for paying your income tax. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of – so, yeah, I don't know. And Illuminati, like one of my best gal pals – is huge into this Illuminati stuff, and I just can't talk to her about it. Yeah, because I mean, me, so the thing I would say about that is you're getting a very constructed story, right? Like, yes, the case that they present might be 
strong on the surface. But if you don't know enough about the background of these things, and I certainly don't, but, you know, you do a little reading on the other side of things, and you'll also see the same kind of well-told, constructed story. Right. Which one do you go with? Which one is actually true? It's hard to tell sometimes, but... Well, plus it's like, I feel like, because I had, I've taken some pot shots on conspiracy theorists, and I gotten a lot of hate mail about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were like, you're just afraid to open your eyes to see the true truth of the world. And I'm like, I think the true truth of the world is harder to figure out than a True Detective season one plot. <laughs> like, that's essentially like, okay, you've uncovered yeah. the Bilderbergs and the... Uh, you you know the the Tower Seven and and, and all this stuff, but it's like that's it's a lot harder to actually understand global economics and oh, politics yeah. and foreign policy and how much stuff is just luck and incompetence and cultural misunderstandings. Like that's the the real world is a lot more complex than I think conspiracy theorists believe it to be. But also, they think that their version of reality is more complex than the real world. And I just completely disagree. I completely disagree. I will say that when I saw this back in 2007 or whenever it came out, um, I was also similarly impressed by it. Yeah. Like, I I didn't know any better. Um, And I, I probably still don't. I'm just a lot more incredulous now about these sorts of things. Sure. Um, even though I don't do a lot of research into them, so I couldn't tell you exactly why, but I, there's something about all of this stuff that just smacks me as this kind of pseudo intellectual argument about these things. Which is like, so when I first saw JFK, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How, yeah. how is, uh, you know, Oliver Stone why is nobody investigating jail? <laughs> like if this is true, like this this is crazy. So then I read Jim Garrison's On the Trail of the Assassin, hmm. and then I read some critical pieces, and then I read like some excerpts in the Warren Report. And you start like every single thing that comes up in that movie has not just a rational explanation, but a well sourced. No, this is exactly what would happen. And here's hmm. like you know you didn't understand the way the car was constructed, so his like you know bullet deflection theory is not even true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing about that is like every single thing you can say, it's like okay. The pristine bullet. Actually, the bullet's not pristine, and here it is. Here's a photograph. It's fucked up. And here's a photograph of other bullets that have gone through a body in similar condition. Then it's, well, why was this doctor... Why didn't this... Did this doctor examine Jack Kenny instead of this doctor? Well, it's because on this particular day's rotation that this has happened. Well, if that's the case, then why was the fourth floor... I mean, it's like... There is no end to the arguments. At, at, at no point will well, conspiracy it's wor- it's theories working, say... It's working the argument from the premise, which is the wrong way yes. to do it. And at no point will they say, you're right, the preponderance of evidence is for the official story. Yeah. They will just continue will. to say, or... You I know, mean, NASA just released about a thousand photographs from the Apollo missions. That was like they're being like, you know, here's our long dick, we're flopping on the table. Exactly. Yeah. Like, these were classified before, sure. but now we're just throwing it all out there on Flickr or whatever. And the conspiracy theorists about the moon aren't going to, the moon landing aren't going to buy that. Conspiracy theorists on a whole other plot. Like, but my point is that. And JFK conspiracy and Illuminati conspiracy. conspiracy. There's, I I think you can be an otherwise intelligent person and believe those because you're ignorant. But but moon landing things are just, no, we didn't go to the moon and there's no fucking way I'm going to believe it. 
I mean, we have thousands of photos that, sure. say, that say we did, and unless you think they're all faked. And the Russians were were, were <laughs> content to let us, you know, have this fiction and not blow us up to embarrass us. Yeah, I. It's it's silly. Well, considering you, you can look through a telescope and see the location through. of the landing site. Yeah. How about that, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> like, or you can bounce a laser off the station that we put the up mirror. There. Yeah. Although the more sophisticated, so you got like you know creationists, you got young Earth creationists. Oh God. That believe the world is like five thousand years young, and, uh-huh. right, and you got the old Earth creationists. They're like, okay, sure, Earth God 4. created 5 it like billion that. Years, yeah. but. You know, he created the light in transit, all these things. Sure. Well, that's but, but anyway, like I feel like that the more sophisticated lunar conspiracy theorists say, sure, we did robotic oh, okay. probes that placed reflectors and, you know, all that equipment on the moon. But we never walked on it. Because Why? radiation belts. <laughs> all right. Whatever, anyway, man. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Well, so, but, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm probably not going to watch the movie because if it's that kind of thing. It would uh, infuriate you, I'm sure. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather watch a documentary. Uh, let's see. How is Seattle? <laughs> Rewind it, Michael. Uh, no, it was great. It, so, we've gone to Seattle, like, for the last eight years. Going back to 2007 it was the first year we went for PAX. And then yeah. we met Jesse and Levi in PAX East in 2008. And we came back to PAX Prime 2008. And we've, we've gone there. First time we've ever been where Seattle rained. Because <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we usually go in the summer. We go in like uh, Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's always been gorgeous. Well, Seattle showed its ass to us. It, it rained and drizzled almost every day we were there. Yeah. And one day it just monsooned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse's house is cool. It's his view is amazing. It butts up against one of the many harbors bays, or bays yeah. of the Puget Sound, and he had like there's um boat docks. He's got seals just chilling seals all day, all over the boat docks, j- swimming and being cute and doing flips and breach broat. What do they call that when they doing jump up here shit. and yeah, like whales do? I don't know. Breaching, I think it is. I think so. It's yeah, and making all kinds of racket. It's it's amazing. Um, we got to see his brewery, which is not quite ready for the public. He's got like all the equipment installed, and like it's all painted, and the cool rooms built, and the bars built, and he's got like all the. But like, what was he? A little more building to do with uh, the rail, kind of like the toilet. The... the public toilets just were installed the yeah. day before. There's a lot of uh, debris from construction in there still yep. that he's got to move out. Yep. Uh, I think he was hoping for a... He needs to do some logoing, some branding. I think he was hoping for a uh, a Halloween start. I'm thinking Thanksgiving, though. Halloween would be nice as far Halloween as... Halloween would be nice thematically, but yeah. I'm just saying from the quantity of work left to do, it's feeling more like a Thanksgiving. Seemed like a lot of work. Uh, but I was... Because I was... We were really hoping that it would be open enough that we could do all of our game playing there and drink free beer, but didn't quite happen. I'm trying to think anything else from... Uh, Missing out on uh, illegal weed. Yeah, there was legal weed there. I was really impressed by the stores and like the variety and how like nicely everything's packaged. And it's got like you can find out exactly how much THC is in it and what type of cannabinoids if you're looking for a particular high. Sure. It's like alcohol. Yeah, it's exactly like alcohol. Uh, Eric had this pretty cool vaporizer. Yeah. uh, You know. I don't know. It it looked. He said it was expensive. I don't know how expensive, but He's it was like nice. Two fifty. Two fifty. Jesus. Expensive. It was a nice machined aluminum, and it 
just had this compartment you shove it in there and it it had a you know it doesn't burn actuated by, just, by sucking on it so you don't there's not even yeah. a button you have to push um, you just let it heat up and go i think anything else we could say about seattle it's because it's actually bremerton the town we're in is bremerton which is like kind yeah. of a suburb of Seattle. Yeah, it's like you either have to drive up around the sound, the sound or, take, or a take a ferry across. It's like an hour trip to Bremerton. Which was what we ended up doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then, like I said, we talked a lot about the games we played and the, the fracases we got into uh, in the first half of the podcast. Uh, let's see. What's the deal... What? No, What's the not deal? Wes S says with the st- the deal with the twenty dollar bill behind Aaron. Okay, mm. so we had a fan anonymously mail us ten dollars, and it's the first time it happened. So in very Scrooge McDuck fashion, we we taped it on the John the John Snow frame. As yeah, kind of like our first. If we ever consider taking it out of the frame and spending it, that's, that's what we said. That's when we shut down. Bald like, move. Bald move is shut down when we're debating splitting this twenty dollar bill. Yeah, as long as it's up there, that's the bald move flag. We're still, we're still in business. Yeah, it's the green spangled banner. Uh, yeah. So that's not much of a story, but that's the way we did. Uh, did we ever? Will we ever talk about the coin of doom? No, that we'll save that. Okay, coin of doom. Coin we'll of doom. Ask us about the coin of doom later. Uh, oh, I just called Michelle Michael. My fault. Ha! I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, let's see. Let's move. Let's talk about. Oh, do we? Do we want to talk about? Can do we want? I don't want to have a debate about conspiracy theories. It's it's like diplomacy. It's just going to end. It's just going to end badly. Uh, Freddie C sounds like. I feel like okay. I want to say one thing about conspiracy theories. I just said no debates. Damn it. It's fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Turn five and he leaves. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even call him an idiot. Uh, so Watergate is an unfortunate uh, glimmer of hope in the conspiracy theory. Oh no, conspiracies bucket. happen. They're I, real. I know. It's just like you can't totally dismiss them because of stuff like that, right? The, but the like, larger, the more elaborate, the more moving pieces, the yes. more that's the more the people thing. involved, the more yeah. Because crucially. We know about Watergate. Yes. Are there th- conspiracies we don't know about? I'm positive they are. Yeah. And and that's the thing. The CIA does some shady shit. The army has done some shady shit. And on the other side of this, it's a shame there are so many faulty conspiracy theories out there and people push them so hard because it's a boy who cried wolf scenario, right? Yeah. Like, maybe I would have believed you that you were onto something with Watergate if you hadn't been talking about the moon landings and all this shit. Well, sure. And the timeline on that doesn't work out, but whatever. Yeah. No, it's like I feel like it's one of those things where you have to, you know, them when you see it, and also do how do they respond hmm. to uh, criticism of their to, ideas, to criticism yeah. of their ideas that are actually not just you're stupid, you're a dumb dumb, but like this yeah. is mat- from a material science perspective from someone sure. Like, like one of the conspiracy theories that was flaming us mentioned like everyone's disseminating this false information as part of this, and you know. Uh, uh, th- this this big, uh, I forget exactly, but it's kind of like that you're on the dole or you're on the take. You're part of conspiracy. And I'm like, I'm just a fucking podcast from Cincinnati. I promise I have you, no horse. There in this is race. no one important in Washington or otherwise or Dow Ag or whatever that's giving. That's like, oh wait, uh, we must suppress the information. Like, this is my own I, independent investigations. Yeah, I. <laughs> I would be a lot. 
a lot more well off if that were the case. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't be asking for Chipotle burritos during lunch. I'd be asking for a lot of money. That'd be a thousand dollar bill, not a yeah, twenty. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, oh yeah, Freddie C just wanted to make. Uh, he wanted to slam Jesse real quick. Say so he's All an right. habitual line stepper. Line I, stepper. What, would mm. you say that he's a provocateur? Uh, in certain scenarios, yeah. He's a nice. I mean. What's but funny so am I in certain scenarios. Is that I mean, I'd say is. that I'm probably the closest to him of any of the Seattle guys. Like, you know, we actually have phone conversations and like a relationship yeah. outside of the packs and all that stuff. Um so I don't know. Maybe that's why he went at me extra hard. <laughs> he thought he could get like away he had with license. it. Yeah. No, nah, man, I'll bust you in the head. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dan G wants to know if any of us have played Metal Gear Solid Five, aka not Destiny. Uh, mm-hmm. nope. I've never played. I played part of one, uh, and then I didn't play two, three, four. I, I don't know whatever the other ones were. I have played Metal Gear from oh, for Jesus. the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I thought it was amazing. It was a really great. Like it blew my mind as a preteen gamer. And I've not played any of the others. I hear that all of the games do that in yeah. their in their time. Yeah. But you know, I just never that's a series I I didn't pick up right at the beginning, and I feel like if you didn't pick it up at the beginning, you're gonna be fucking lost for the rest of it. Mm. There's like you can't jump in at number three and say, All right, I'm a I Metal Gear fan. That's now. true because they jump back and forth in time and they're about different characters and but you like they play everything. on all their backstories. So you much. won't get yeah. everything, but each one is kind of like a Star Trek movie. Like you won't appreciate the the richness huh. of the Kirk and Spock relationship, but you can get it enough to understand that you know Khan's a bad guy and McCoy's an asshole. And yeah, I think you know you'll understand the game. I just don't think you'll get the bigger context. And okay, like I said, I've I've only I think played it's a fool's errand. I've only played the original. I'm trying to think what's the next. So we're both. We're both. I'm getting. I we're we're both excited about Star Wars Battlefield Battlefront Battlefront, which is essentially Battlefield. I I don't know. So I watched Giant Bomb's quick look of it. Are you are you soured on the Luke and Vader shenanigans? Because that looks kind of annoying. No, I just don't think it's gonna have very. I don't think it's gonna have long enough legs for me. Hmm. I like the leggy games. Like a like a, a destiny, for example, <laughs> something with a lot of replayability. Yeah, I don't know if I would call destiny that. I, yeah, one would say I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't know. something like I don't know. Rocket League, for example, is one I've been playing constantly. Um, that's a lot of fun, but it has I, a lot I of feel like Battlefront yeah. just isn't gonna quite do it for me. Though I might buy it anyway. I don't know because mm. I was I'll thinking about getting a PS4. I'm looking forward to uh, the new Tomb Raider. Looking forward to watching Cecily play the new Tomb Raider. Um, I'm looking forward to playing Batman because I actually own that, but I haven't played it because of Destiny. Um, that's it. I'm not. I I thought I was hoping that we I, the next Uncharted will also be a day one. Yeah, uh, download and purchase for me. I also sure. got Plus someone on the forums turned me on that there was a twenty dollar Groupon for The Last of Us Remastered. Hmm. So I'm thinking about replaying that too because that's not a very long game either. Um, and also I'd never played the DLC for it. The one that you play as the little girl and her protector. That you, did you ever play I Last didn't. of Us? Yeah, I played oh, okay. the game. I didn't play that DLC though. All right, uh, we uh, have. Oh, no, also thank you for the compliment on the. Um, I think that was the Breaking Bad final episode. What was? 
he also he he used his question to also comment on our our final coverage. Oh, of Breaking Bad. I didn't see that. Uh, let's see, Wes. What is this one? I don't get it. I don't get my own interface here. Wes says, "Quick leftovers question. Any thoughts on the theory that Kevin tied his leg to cinder block to save himself from being pulled away at the water leaking through the cracks?" It's an I... awfully quick response. Yeah. Like, why does he have the cinder block on him? Yeah. Why does he have the rope on him? Yeah. I don't think no. Yeah, that's, I think if that's you're my if you're getting swallowed up by the earth swallowing up a lake, then that's probably beyond your kin to to be able to do real quick, but. Even if you have the tools on hand, which I don't know why he would. <laughs> yes, agreed. That's that's our quick thought on that. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, I think that's it. That's about all of the the stuff we got for this week. All right. Um, I had a bunch of other stuff to, that I want to talk about. Um, so uh, there's something that came up in Seppenwall's last podcast ever. Uh, I actually just want to talk about Seth last, podcast, last ever? podcast. Yeah, because he's him and Dan are calling it quits because Dan's he's not going to pick it up with somebody else or or continue. He has no to... immediate plans to do so because I think okay, I guess this happened to them before and they eventually were able to work out uh, a way to keep doing it. Uh, I don't know what the holdup is here. Whether Feinberg's got something with the the Hollywood Reporter that is like a non compete or something like I. It's funny because Bill Simmons is back on the air and I'm finding more and more about uh, like he was not allowed to be on any non ESPN radio like mm-hmm. he did his hero, Mike, uh, Mike and a mad dog, Mike. Um, and they talked about how, yeah, you're just not allowed to. It's their way of like starving out the competition. I'm like, man, that's so <laughs> st- stupid. Yeah, um, there's also something that came out about TV's inferiority complex. that I want to talk about because I don't think it exists anymore. Uh, sex robots. Uh, there's a really interesting conversation between Mike and Jerry of Penny Arcade about sex robots, and I want to talk to you about that. And, uh, <laughs> right. and some other observations from Seattle, especially I'm ready. The, Bring on the sex robots. The homeless problem in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, something that that, that that made me sad. Um, so maybe another lunch with Jim and Aaron. Maybe next week. Uh, we got the Q and A podcast. We also. Uh, Latest commission podcast. We had to pause those last week. Uh, is Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Looking yep. forward to seeing that and talking about it. Uh, and then, yeah, yep. this weekend we got Walking Dead. We'll be doing a live watch, cold rolled live watch. <laughs> then uh, the leftovers and Fargo's. Like we are, we're in we're in a, the middle of really good television season right now. I'm happy as a pig and slop. Yeah, or as a stuff. podcaster and good television. Thanks for joining us once again, guys. We will uh, talk to you next week. Yep. Bye now.